Welcome to episode five of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build an online business, work less and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, honored and humbled to have some time with you today. And I I honestly mean that because there's a million other things you could be doing right now than listening to me. For example, if I were you, I would be finding the nearest donut shop and clearing them out of amazing donuts because I'm just craving donuts right now. And literally, that's all I can think about. I haven't had a good donut in a while. And so that's on my brain. So I wanted to share that with you. So you could be doing that or you could be taking a much needed nap. If you're like me uh, on Monday, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this, but the other day, I, uh, I recorded a bunch of podcast episodes only to discover full disclosure that uh, my microphone settings were all whack. And so I didn't even listen back. I'm an audio engineer. I didn't even listen back. I just pressed record and, and ran with it like a fool. And uh, listened back at the end of the day, like spent four or five hours just, just crushing it, teaching you some great stuff. Listen back, it's all distorted. It's all unusable. It was so deflating, right? So exhausting because... Uh, I just could I should have just napped for four hours and I would have been a more productive use of my time. So all that to say, you could have been napping, but you're not napping. You're listening to this. And for that, I applaud you and I'm grateful because uh, it means a lot. And I'm not gonna take that lightly. I'm gonna help you today. I'm gonna help you specifically give yourself a 30% raise this year. Does that sound good? Of course, that sounds good. Who's getting 30% raises? Not very many people in the corporate world, unless you're the CEO, VP, those guys, they get rewarded. It's hard to get anything beyond a 3% a year raise, right? Which is nothing but cost of living, right? Inflation. Things get more expensive. So that's not actually a net raise. That's just you keeping pace with the cost of gas and groceries and rent going up. So 3% is, is super sad right? 4%, even 5%. Who's getting 30% raises? I'll tell you who. You and I, if we own a business, online business owners, any kind of business owner, but especially online business owners can give yourself raises almost whenever you want. And so that's a strange way to think about it. Um, We always talk about like making more money, but let me phrase it and frame it in that way. Um, If you want to give yourself a 30% raise this year, I want to give you three things you could be doing you should be doing, you can do, that will increase revenue, increase sales, increase your income by 30%. And that's a low ball number, by the way. Each one of these things I'm going to share with you could increase your income by 30%. Put all three together, you could almost double your revenue with these three. But I'll save that for another day. Let's just say, what if you wanted to give yourself a 30% raise? First of all, How awesome would that be? Just picture that for a second. Because when we start talking about numbers, math, it almost becomes meaningless. Um, And there's the the lie of more will be better. What is more? Like we, we get used to whatever. So for right now, where you are in your life right now, think about what 30% extra money each month would do for you. So that would mean mathematically, if you make $3,000 a month or $36,000 a year, That'd be like giving yourself an extra $1,000 a month right now. What could you do with that, right? 
Or if you make $6,000 a month, that's like giving yourself another $2,000 a month. I mean, that's huge. That's a huge bump. What would you do with an extra one to two to $3,000 a month? Would you pay off debt? It's a great use of that money. Your life stays the same and then your debt goes down. It's like somebody else paying your debt off, right? Would you start contributing to your retirement savings? You should, especially if you're a small business owner. No one's going to bail you out for retirement. You have no opportunity for a pension unless you save up yourself. So fund your SEP IRA or an individual 401k like I have for my business. You could fund that. You could max it out, right? Um, what about take a trip? You know, people love to travel and maybe you've got an online business going and so now you have location and time freedom maybe, but that still doesn't pay for your trip. You still have to pay for your trip and that costs money. My wife and, and my kids and I, our whole family went to France for a month last summer. I was there for six weeks, but we were there for a month. That took not only a passive income style business to give me the flexibility and freedom to leave for six weeks, but it costs money, right? Plane tickets, Airbnbs are not cheap, food, you know, train tickets. If you want to go to any of the museums, right? So trips cost money. What if you wanted to take an amazing European trip? And what if it costs you $10,000? Well, give yourself that $1,000 a month extra, that 30% raise a month in 10 months. There's your trip paid for. So, right? Think about real things when you think about giving yourself a 30% raise. That's what I want to help you do today. Okay, let's dive in. There's three things you can do, uh, and they're all important. Um, this is not in a particular order, but I'm going to break all three down, teach you how I do them in my business. And my hope is that at least one of these resonates with you and that you actually take action on at least one of these. But man, if you want to kick butt, do all three. Do all three. All right, number one, sell sooner in your email funnel. Okay, what's an email funnel? Well, if you're brand new, that's one of the four components of passive income. Somebody finds you, they opt in with your amazing lead magnet, and uh, they're on your email list. Now what? Well, hopefully you've pre-written out some emails uh, that go out to them, and they add amazing value, some extra exclusive content, and then they present an offer. They pitch a product of yours. If you don't know what I'm talking about or how to do any of that, then you need to go watch my Passive Income Workshop. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, okay? That'll walk you through all the nuts and bolts of that if you're brand new. Really, really helpful. Some of my best stuff, and it's free. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay, so a lot of people have an email funnel. A lot of online business owners, they have a series of emails that are pre-written and a lot of you are following the old model of building a relationship with somebody over weeks at a time before you ever mention any of your products. This is a holdover from the early days of online marketing and the internet where somebody finds you. And if you're a, a decent online business owner, you don't want to shove your products down their throat. Um, so what do you do? You build a relationship. So that means that you send them an email every day, you know, or every other day, um, or every couple of days for weeks, two, three weeks of extra content. You're, you're priming them. You're, you're positioning yourself. You're building rapport and engagement with your audience. And then in week three or whenever you decided to do, you would pitch your product. Now I know this because this is what 
I was taught to do in the early days when I started to look for any help with online marketing and email, this is what people were doing. So I had a funnel and that's, I think it was in week three, after two full weeks, I started to pitch my, my courses or my products. Um, the problem is, is that that doesn't work anymore. Okay. It doesn't work anymore. It may have worked in the past, but if you've got, if you've got a email funnel set up like that, you're, you're running an old school style of business, which the reason this doesn't work anymore is because a people's attention spans are much shorter and they're going to forget about you two, three weeks. in, they're not going to be reading all your emails. Some of them will. Okay. Some of them will, but a lot of them won't. They're going to forget about you. They're distracted. There's so much more online buying for their attention than there ever was before. So we don't have that kind of time. Two, we have found, many of us online business owners have found that there's something called lead decay, that the longer someone's been on your email list, the less likely they are to buy something. The inverse being the truth as well, that the, the, the shorter somebody's been on your email list, the more likely they are to convert. Why is this? This makes sense if you think about it. If they just found you, they are most interested in you helping them solve their problem that led them to you in the first place. They just found you. They have a desire or a burden or a pain point or something that led them to type something in online or scroll through some podcasts and listen or watch or read your thing. They got some value out of it by and they show you this by opting into your email list, by wanting to download your free thing. So they're really interested. Why would you withhold your products from these people? These are the most targeted people, the most warm leads you'll ever have are the people that just found you. So if your pitch is on day 14, it's way too long. If you want to convert more pitches, move that pitch much sooner into your email sequence and you're more likely to convert. So for me, I went from having my first pitch in, in the beginning of my third week, so day 15 or day 16 or something like that, of them being on my email list, to coming on day three. I was just on a podcast um, uh, with this lady, and we were talking through my funnel strategy. And that was one of the things that I told her back in 2014. I made this shift of moving my pitch from week three to week one, which I call the golden week, and specifically on day three. So they opt in and then they get some content on day one, content on day two. This is exclusive content, extra stuff they can't get anywhere else. And on day three, I transition into pitching my product. So sell sooner to your list. Move your pitch sooner and you will literally just convert more. This one move alone easily give you a 10% raise. I think you can get a 30% boost in sales if you just move your pitch to within the first three days. If you're already in the first three days, consider doing what I did a couple years ago, which is toy with the idea of moving my pitch from day three to day zero, meaning they opt in. So they found me, they like my free content, they opt in for the freebie, the lead magnet, the amazing guide or whatever it is. And then that same day, maybe minutes later, seconds later, I offer them a chance to digest some exclusive content. And this could be, in, I've done this where they opt in for a lead magnet and then immediately on the thank you page, they're offered a webinar that they can watch for free that goes even deeper on that topic. And then at the end of that webinar, I pitch one of my products or an offer or a bundle, something that's irresistible, right? At a really good price point. I do this all the time. So 
on day zero, the day they find me, they're getting a pitch. But it's still the same formula of they've ingested good value on your free content, good value on your lead magnet, and then you add additional value or have a really deep lead magnet that transitions into a pitch. It's natural. It's just compressing the time frame. So sell sooner, and you're going to have sales go up. So take a look at your funnel. If you've never written a funnel, then go watch my, my passive income workshop. Inside that workshop, I give you a formula for a five-day funnel that you can basically copy and model um, that pitches on day three. And it shows you how to do that well. So again, that workshop is at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. All right. The second thing you can do to give yourself a 30% raise this year is to promote once a month. Pitch, sell. Offer something to your email list once a month. Okay, so um, I get questions. Maybe you've thought about this. Okay, I have an email list. What do I send them? How often do I email them? How often am I supposed to sell and pitch? Uh, here's what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't pitch once a quarter. This is what a lot of people do. It's like, a couple times a year, three, four times a year, they email out sheepishly to their list, hey, my, my course is available. Or let's just say it's not sheepish. Let's just say it's by nature of what you do. Let's say you have a course or a membership that is closed and you open it and close it a few times a year. Let's say once a quarter, which is a perfectly reasonable strategy. You open your course, you open your membership, and it's that that once a quarter, those four times a year that you kind of have a mini launch where you're letting your list know about it, Now's the time to join, 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 and then it closes, and then they're quiet for three months. You're missing a huge opportunity in those in-between months, those extra two months, um, to sell to your list. The only way we make money is by selling to our list. Now, the best way to make money online is to have an automated email funnel, like we just talked about, that adds value and pitches your core product or products automatically to new people in your list. That's where the passive income comes in. You've done the, the content, the content's working for you, they get the lead magnet, they opt in, they hear about your, your offer inside of the email thing and they buy your digital product. That's, that's the virtuous cycle and it's beautiful and that's how I make the bulk of my income. But if you wanna make more money, pitch to your list once a month. So this is gonna look different depending on your situation. If you only have one product, if you only have one product, let's say it's that course you open or close four times a year, then you need to come up with something else to sell in the intermediate, intermediate, in the interim, okay? <laughs> that could be someone else's product. You could affiliate, uh, promote one of your friend's products or someone that you really believe in. Um, digital products are so easy to affiliate promote where you can get your own custom link and you can say, hey, like I got a buddy, Joe Gilder. He runs an amazing site called Home Studio Corner in the audio space. And he's got a lot of great courses. And multiple times I've affiliate promoted his course. For example, he has a course on a niche within our niche. And I thought he covered it so well. And so I email my list using an affiliate link from him where I'm like, guys, you got to go check out Joe's amazing course on X, Y, and Z. It's really, really going to help you. I trust this guy. I love this guy. And they click on my link, which takes them to his sales page. But there's a little tracker on there that his system can track that they came from me. So if they buy... Anytime in the next 30 days, using cookies, it tra tracks where you're coming from. Anytime in the next 30 days, it'll credit that sale to me and I get half of the, of the revenue from the sale. He gets half, I get half, right? 
I've done affiliate deals like this where I promoted other people's courses. I've done $100,000 in an affiliate commission off of one email. So you can promote other people's courses or other people's memberships or other people's products, and it's still something you can offer your list. Okay, other things you can do are, newsflash, add more products. Okay, if you only have one product, consider adding a second or a third. And so then you can swap out your products. Okay, this is what I do. I promote a different product every single month uh, on the Recording Revolution. So it might be, you know, Mixing University. It might be uh, Audio Income Project. It might be Total Home Recording. It, it could be um, any one of my courses that I feel like, you know, I haven't, I haven't promoted that in a while. There's something new every month to promote, to draw their attention to. Uh, these days also, since I've built out so many products on that brand, and I've sort of said my piece on a lot of my main topics, these days I'm bringing in other experts who are the best at what they do, like Taylor Swift's former manager, Rick Barker, uh, and multi-platinum songwriter, Martin Sutton, who's written you know hit songs for Beyonce and his team write for all kinds of people, right? Bringing in those kind of people who are experts at what they do that it's relevant content to my audience. They don't have an audience or they want to get in front of my audience. And I help them build out a webinar and we sell tickets to a one day, four hour webinar that they teach. Uh, and I give them a cut of sales and I take the bulk of the sales because it's my audience that I'm selling to. So that's something I can promote uh, here or there for the month if it's something new. So that's like creating a product with a one-off event. So if you have multiple products, promote a different product. Cycle through your courses or your memberships. Also, you can do holiday promotions. I'm not a huge fan of discounting things, but for years, I would run two sales for my, my, my brand. It would be right around 4th of July, so in the middle of the year, and then it would be around Black Friday. It used to be Cyber Monday, then Black Friday, then Black Cyber Weekend, Black Friday week, whatever they're calling it these days, but around Thanksgiving, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Uh, and so I would run a discount code, um, or just drop the price on all my products and, and just say like, hey, this is, if you ever thought about buying any of my courses, this is the best time to do it. And you drive a lot of sales because um, it's a limited time promotion, but it gives me something to promote in July and it gives me something to promote in November. So that could be two of the things you promote. The point is your job is to get your amazing products in front of your students. They would be benefited by your product. So it's your job to offer it. Now it's their job to buy or not buy. I tell people, I want to build products that are so good and so desirable that everybody who follows me and is on my email list would want to buy it, even if they can't afford it, or even if it's not a right fit for them right now. They all would say, that's really cool. I want that. But, you know, maybe they can't afford it right now. That's fine. I don't need everyone to buy. I don't expect everyone to buy, but I want to make stuff that's desirable to everyone. And so, it's not my job to worry about whether they're going to buy or not or if they can afford it or not. It's my job to present it to them. It's their job to choose if they want to buy it or not. There's no pressure here. You're not coercing anybody. You can't force anybody to take action. All you can do is offer your stuff. And it's your prerogative responsibility to offer your best stuff to your people. So if you think about it, if you're creating content every week, which you should, by the way, minimum one piece of content every week, uh, Let's say that's all you're doing is one piece of content a week. It's one episode of your podcast a week. It's one video on YouTube a week. It's one article a week. And then you're turning around and, of course, emailing everybody on your list your latest content. You absolutely should do that if you're not already because they joined your list 
that should be the weekly touch point. Then they're not gonna go back to your website. They may not have subscribed to your YouTube channel, but they're on your email list, so just make it easy for them. Just dump your latest thing in their inbox. They don't even have to go find you. They're like, oh, Graham's got a new thing. Oh, this is cool, I wanna check it out. Oh, give myself a 30% raise this year? Yeah, that sounds awesome, right? So you're just sending that out. That's like free content four times a month. So if just once a month you send at least one email, even just one, probably more than that, but at least one pitching your product or having a promotion or something, that's once out of five points of contact. That's 20% of the time. There's your beautiful 80-20 ratio. 80% of what you email out is free, amazing content. 20% of it is you're offering your products. It's a really good ratio. You can do this on social media also. Great free content, great free content. Every fifth thing could be you mentioning your product if you want to. I don't like selling from social, but it works. My wife's brand, uh, the SC Stock Shop and Social Squares, this is the model she does. She sells really well on Instagram. Her target market is on Instagram as well as email. She promotes her email list all the time. She does this really well to her email list. But she also sells on social, so you can do this too. But again, it's not every day or every post. It's that nice 80-20, so one out of five, you know, four free, one pitch. That's a nice sort of ratio for you. If you just move to promoting once a month, here's the thing. Most online business owners have no promotional calendar. They have no idea what they're promoting. This is Okay, this is what normally happens. They wake up one day and they're like, oh, crap, I'm out of money. Then <laughs> they get it in their MailChimp or their convert kit and they send out an email, flash sale on my membership or on my course or on my 40% off today only. Most flash sales I see in my inbox are unintentional, lazy online business owners who are short of cash right now and they need a quick influx of a thousand bucks, right? That's not, that's not running a business. That's you just playing business. I want you to be intentional. I want you to have a plan. This doesn't require a team. This doesn't require a sauna or a scheduling program. This requires a free Google calendar or free iCal on your phone. You Or a, goodness gracious, get an old school calendar at Staples with like actual paper and you look at the year, you're like, okay, I have 12 months. That's 12 opportunities to pitch because Graham said once a month. So what are the 12 things I'm going to pitch? Writing them down and deciding, well, okay, on this month I'm opening my course or I'm affiliate promoting his thing. So that I don't want to pitch something that's very similar to that the month before. So you sort of just arrange it so it all feels nice and flows nice and you just pick for the whole year, what are your 12 promotions going to be? These don't have to be big launches. I don't believe in big launches all the time. I don't like the launch model. It burns out your team. It burns you out. It burns your list out. I'm just saying, look at a calendar and decide one thing you're going to promote every month, and that's it. Write it down, and then go get a donut, like I was telling you at the beginning of this episode. Go get a donut because you've done the hard work of having a promotional calendar for the whole year. The whole year. And hey, if somebody comes to you in the middle of the year and says, oh, I've got this great product I think would be a good fit for your audience and you really think it'd be a good fit and you want to sneak it in, you have every prerogative to change your promotional calendar. You can do whatever you want, but at least you have a plan to promote something once a month to your list. Now, are people going to unsubscribe when you promote? Absolutely. And good riddance to them. If they don't like you pitching a product, there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. Because remember, 
You're not pitching all the time. You shouldn't be. You are giving value every week for free. And then once a month, you mention a product. I have people that are irritated when I pitch and I tell them they can unsubscribe. They should, a lot of times they stay subscribed. They're so confused. They, they're still subscribed and they email me back like, stop emailing me. I don't care about your products. And like, I've instructed my assistant, if he does it or me, to like email them back and say, I won't do it for him. Like I email them back and say, you can click the big unsubscribe link at the bottom of any of our emails and save yourself time, right? Go get a donut, click unsubscribe, go get a donut. It'll save you time, you'll be happier. You won't have to hear from me ever again. So people are gonna unsubscribe. People unsubscribe for my free emails all the time. That's a natural part of having an email list is people always unsubscribing. It has nothing to do with you. It's your list self-cleansing. Unsubscribing is the best thing in the world because it's your list self-cleansing. So you don't ever look at unsubscribes, by the way. Get off of any notifications of joins or unsubscribes. That's none of your business. Your business is to serve people every week with great content and then to pitch once a month and you'll be fine. You're gonna really boost your sales because you're just simply putting your amazing products in front of people more often. It's really, it's really simple, right? So we're selling sooner on our list. We're promoting once a month. And here's the final thing is offer tiered pricing. Tiered pricing. What that means is like the price of your product isn't just one thing. There are tiers that go up in price. This is one of the most mind-blowingly simple and profound things that if you're not doing, I think you'll get excited about it because it changed my world. Let me tell you, um, when I first started doing this, it was 2013. I can remember I was about to launch a course called the Audio Income Project. And the course was all about teaching audio engineers who have a home recording studio uh, how to turn that into a stream of income by becoming a freelancer. Uh, Because that's what I did for a living for a long, long time was record and mix people out of my my home studio. And so people are like, how do I get clients? Like, how much do I charge? So I made a whole course on all that. It's a freelancing course. I was about to roll it out. I had already built it, had a price. And I think my launch price was going to be 300 bucks. Okay. So I was going to launch it. And then I'd been thinking about this idea of tiered pricing and I'd never done it before. I always had just one price for my courses or memberships. So I decided to try it. Again, are you seeing a, a pattern here? I, I don't, I just try things and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. It's, it's you're, you have the freedom to try things. It's a great way to live. So I just was like, let me try it. There's nothing bad that can happen. So I decided to make a more expensive version of the course that was $450. So 50% more expensive, okay? And what did they get in this version? Well, they got like an exclusive bonus module or bonus section that had a few uh, really advanced high-level techniques that not everybody necessarily would want to do, but they involved a lot more of like the passive income side of thing that wasn't really relevant to all freelancers, but people who wanted to see how I made additional money with my online business, how they could do that as well. And uh, and then there's a little bit of like access to me via I think like one email exchange or something where I could like review uh, review their site. That's what that's what it is. I review their website and and give them some some pointers once they set it up. So some access to me, feedback, and this additional advanced content. And I put it out there for sale and launched it. So in my launch week, here's what happened. Half, actually more than half, but let's just say half of the people who bought my course during launch week went for the more expensive version. Okay, half of them 
sprung for the $450 version, not the $300 version. And what that meant for me in terms of real dollars was that I made an extra $15,000 that week, an extra $15,000 from the people that bought the more expensive tier that I wouldn't have made had I only offered it in one price point. Because then all of those people would have just bought the one price point and they wouldn't have known there was anything better. It was a $15,000 decision just to add a more expensive version. And just in that launch week, that, that was one week. It's made multiples of tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, on that one course alone in the years since. And then a, you better believe you know what I did. I applied tiered pricing to everything I already had. I went back and like added tiers to all of my products and do that to this day. I can't even tell you how much money I'm making off of the more expensive tiers. A good example, my most, my best-selling product of all time in the Recording Revolution brand is a $97 course called Rethink Mixing. That little course alone has done over a million dollars over the years by itself. Uh, it's a great little product. Um, once I started adding tiers to that, I added two tiers to that. And that's the one thing I would say to you is have no more than three options. So base, more expensive, premium. Two to three choices is all you want. Any more than that, it gets confusing. But there's the base price of 97, and then I offered one for 147. So again, 50% more. On average now, for years, since I created that upper tier in late 2013, immediately after that launch of the other course, again, it's 50% of my people are buying that upper tier. So if 50% of your people are spending 50% more on your upper tier, that's like giving your product a 25% boost in sales. Do you follow me? If 50% of the people buying your product are springing for the higher tier version that costs 50% more, that means you're making 25% more money on that product just by having an upper tier available. There you go. That alone will give you a 25% raise. Minimum, you'll get 10% raise if you add an upper tier to all your products. And again, we know this is true. It's everywhere you look, right? I was thinking about this. There was a guy that I loosely worked with. I used to work for a software company. And um, there was a guy that I was, okay, I was an audio engineer for this software company and we recorded voiceover talent for the software. So imagine one day I'm in the studio and I'm recording. We've, we've flown in a voice talent for this thing. So he's in the booth, I'm recording. And then we're taking lunch breaks and we're just chit-chatting and we're talking about Apple products because we both are like Apple geeks and we love uh, Macs and stuff. So we're talking about Macs. And he says something I'll never forget. He said, Graham, I always buy the most expensive Mac. And I, I laughed at him at the time. I was like, wait, like on principle? Like that's just what you do. You just buy the most expensive Mac. He's like, yeah, bro. When a new Mac comes out or I need a new computer, I just I just go to the Apple store and I say, what's the most expensive version I can buy? And I buy it. Um, I learned something very valuable that day that I didn't realize until later that would serve me well. There are people out there who want to spend more with you if you would just let them. I hope you heard that. Not all of your customers are, are created equal. There are some of them out there who want to spend more with you if you'll just let them. They have more to spend. They value the best. They want the best. They want everything that you have. 
And if you don't offer it to them, you are doing them a disservice. I think a lot of us are insecure. We think, oh gosh, I got to convince someone to even buy my thing. I can't imagine charging even more. Who would even buy the upper tier? I don't even know if I would buy the bottom tier. If you don't think you would even buy your bottom tier, then you need to go back and build a better product. You need to get a little more confident. You've got something awesome to share. Stop being sheepish about it. Stop trying to convince people to buy it. You shouldn't have to convince people to buy it. It should be awesome. It should almost settle itself. Be confident. And not only be confident, realize that there are people out there that are following you. It's not everybody, small percentage, that want the best you have to offer. I looked it up, by the way. I did some research on, uh, on Macs. So if you go to the Apple store right now and you say you want to buy an iMac, right? which is a great computer. And you're like, what's it going to cost for me to get into an iMac today? Sounds like a used car salesman. Base model, $1,099, brand new, okay? For the latest and greatest iMac. So $1,100. But you know, that's not the only version of the iMac, right? A, there's two sizes of screens because the iMac has a built-in display. So you can get the bigger display. So if you spring for the bigger display, and that's what I did. I went to the applestore.com and I kind of just... I tricked out the iMac. Give me the most of everything. I did what this guy says he does. I want the most expensive Mac. So I got the biggest display. Uh, I got the fastest quad-core processor. I got the most RAM, the biggest solid-state drive, hard drive, the better memory, uh, excuse me, video card, um, everything, right? Tricked out everything. Every option they gave me, I, I added it and maxed it out. You know what that will cost you right now in the Apple Store? $5,428. Base model, $1,099. Fully loaded iMac, same computer, fully loaded iMac, $5,428. That's five times the price. That's 500% more expensive. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. There's someone out there that wants to buy the most expensive thing you have. That could be a, a super premium product, things that I call espresso machine products. We'll talk about that another day. Or just for right now, don't even worry about making a new product. Just add a more expensive or premium tier or tiers to your product. Somebody will buy it. And there's a lot of things you can do to add those expensive tiers. Again, it could be exclusive content that they get. The best way these days to add a premium tier is to offer some kind of access to you. So this could be a one-time email exchange, which costs very little time for you, by the way. And by the way, most people who buy it will forget to cash in on it. I'm not saying you bank on that. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's amazing what people will buy and then forget to take advantage of. So you're not gonna be fulfilling all of these requests. Uh, and if you set it up with an email exchange, like I, I, I do like an email assessment of students' mixes. They'll, I'll listen to their song, three minutes of my time, and then I'll email them back some feedback on their song. Uh, one thing I do is look at their website and give them an email response back. On this side of things, I have a premium version of my course that involves a custom video, a brand review video of me. So I review their website and their branding and I actually shoot a custom video and send it to them, uh, going through their copy, uh, their positioning, the flow of their site, and it's a custom video for me. That might take me about 30 minutes of my time, but I charge a premium for that version of the course that it makes my hourly rate so worth it. So you, if it involves any time of yours, then you really have to make sure you, you charge accordingly to make it worth it. But it can be additional content. It can be a bundle. 
It doesn't have to be access to you. And you can easily charge 50% to 100% more or more, like the Mac, five times more and assume that a small percentage of your people will buy just by giving that option. Now, let me tell you another reason why off, uh, offering tiered pricing is so powerful. It has nothing to do with just you being able to make more money because you're charging more. It has to do with psychology. Think about this. If you got to the bottom of my sales page, let's say, and you see my course, you see my product, whatever it is, and you get to the bottom and you see the price, what question is going through your mind? What question is going through your mind? It's, should I buy this? You're looking at the price. You're thinking about the benefits. You're thinking about whether it's a good fit for you. And you're internally asking, should I buy this or not? It's, it's the question. Do I buy it or not? Yes or no? If you were to get to the bottom of my course and you saw two or three options of the course, do you know what subtly shifts in your mind? You go from thinking, this is all uh, subtle, by the way, subconscious. You're thinking, should I buy this to which one should I buy? Even if you haven't fully been convinced to buy it yet, that's literally your brain is trying to process the two or three choices. You're trying to figure out where you fit. Am I the base model? Am I the more expensive model? And, and that alone shifts you away from the yes or no type of question, which is what all salesmen want to do is get you away from yes or no. They want to get you to which one. And that's a subtle way. Just by offering, you don't have to do any hard selling. Just like, hey, here's three versions of the course. You pick. What's a good fit for you? They're instantly thinking differently. They're thinking, which one should I buy? Which makes them way more likely to convert. And guys, you know, you know this is happening everywhere you look, right? I just mentioned the Mac. Uh, you go to Starbucks. Is there just one size of coffee? No. You can't just buy coffee. It's, well, what size do you want? Tall? Grande? Venti? Or the one that they hide from you? Short, right? There's an eight-ounce cup of coffee you can buy. They don't show it to you or put it on the menu, but you can get it for cheaper. What about iPhone? Is there just one version of the iPhone you can buy? No. There's different size screens now. There's different cameras, depending on which model you get. Even back in the day when there's only one size iPhone screen, there was never just one choice of iPhone because you could always get a bigger hard drive, which was like, that, that was the decision back in the day, like 07, 08, 09, 2010. People were talking about what size hard drive did you get in your iPhone? And it's one cost more than the other because you'd run out of storage space for your photos and videos and stuff. So there's always a choice on iPhone. I was thinking about cars. Is there just one model of a car? You say like, I'm ready to buy a Honda Pilot. I'm a good family man. I'm going to go buy a Honda Pilot. Well, that's not your only decision. Now, now there's choices. Do you get the base model, right? Do you get the LX or do you get the extreme one, the, the elite, right? The high-end one. There's a, do you know, I, I looked it up also. There's a 50% price difference between, you can get a brand new, what did I look it up? Brand new base model Honda Pilot right now in the US starting at $31,000, okay? but you can be out the door with their elite all tricked out version for $48,000. There's that 50% markup right there for the tricked out version. So when you go to buy the Honda Pilot, you think you've made the decision, should I buy this or not? But really you're like, which one should I buy? Do I really need all that stuff? And if you don't, maybe you walk out with a base model and you feel good about yourself because you got a good price. Honda dealer is happy with you. Or maybe you're like, dude, I want the best stuff. And you, you get this, the elite model and you go out the dealership and you're feeling good about yourself because you got a better version than the base model. 
Honda dealers happy also. They don't care which one you buy. They just want you to purchase. So you can use tiers with your own products simply by offering multiple price points. That's it. Those are, I gave you three powerful levers you can pull to give yourself a 30% raise. If you only got a 10% bump in sales from each of these, you gave yourself a 30% raise this year. I think more likely if you do this well, you can get a 25 to 30% bump on each one, which means you can almost double your revenue from these three levers alone. Selling sooner in your list, moving your pitch much sooner in your email funnel, promoting to your list once a month if you're not already doing that, and then offering tiered pricing. Two or three choices, no more, no less. You're going to be able to sell more to the people that want to buy your most expensive thing, and you're going to shift the conversation and the question in their heads from should I buy this to which one should I buy? There you go. Hope that helps you. Uh, and I hope you actually take action on this. Do at least one of them, please, if you want to make more money. And I want you to make more money. You deserve it. You're working hard and you can do this. If you're stuck or you're brand new or you really want to peel back the curtain on how I run my passive income businesses, both of them, I want to show you everything I do. It's inside of my passive income workshop. Okay, what this is is a 45 to 50 minute workshop. You can watch it absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. What you'll do is learn the four components of passive income, of every passive income business, how it actually works. Um, you're going to learn how to sell <laughs> without selling. You're going to learn how to create this automated money machine. Uh, and you're going to get all the best tools that I'm using, the best tips and tricks that I've found over a decade of doing this. And you're going to get the math on how to create at least $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. So I know you're busy. Okay, We're going to talk about that on the next episode, but you can do this in just 30 minutes a day. You don't need to quit your day job. You don't need to start from scratch like I did. I got laid off. That's why I just went full-time at it because I had no job. But you can do this in the, nook, the nooks and crannies of your day, but you need to know what to spend your time on and what not spend your time on, which is why I put this workshop together because you don't have a lot of time to spend. So here's just the things you need to be doing. And it's a, it's a super powerful workshop. You got to go watch it and then take action on it. Again, it's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Go get a donut. I think I'm going to go get a donut when I pick up my kids from school. I'm going to go through Dunkin' Donuts. Just enjoy. What am I going to go for? Probably a blueberry cake donut or a vanilla frosting with sprinkles, or, I know it sounds weird, sour cream. I don't, I don't like sour cream, really, but whatever they use to make that donut, it tastes good. So I'm going to go get one of those. You should get one, too. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks for subscribing to the podcast. And hey, if you like the episode, leave me a review on iTunes. It means the world to me. I read every single one of them, and it really, really helps the show show up in more places and uh, helps people find it. So that would mean a lot to me. Have a great week. We'll see you on another episode real soon.